0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for the break on dallascowboys.com we were on the break with nick eatman brian broadus ambar garcia and Derek eagleton it is monday october 10th 2022
1: season 18 episode number 47 welcome to the latest edition of the break we are live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star we presented by miller light the only beer of the dallas cowboys and man this is just becoming a normal thing on mondays cowboys win another game They beat the Los Angeles Rams 22-10. They have now run the gauntlet on the two Super Bowl teams. Beat both of them within a matter of three weeks, four weeks. So uh, doing really well. uh, And we'll start where we start on typically on Mondays. What was the story of the game? Let's start with you, Nick.
2: The defense is just nasty. I mean, that's just what we wanted them to be all year. We thought they were going to be a team that the Cowboys could lean on, and we, and we thought that it would be because Micah Parsons is a badass, and they're leaning on the defense. He's been a badass. They're actually scoring points, and yet they still refuse to give up more points than they did the week before, and that's five weeks in a row. It was awesome, and there's a lot of other storylines there, but I'll just steal the easy one. I think Micah Parsons, and I wrote it. I think Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in football. I think think the torch was passed um, on this day, and I think he's – He's the best. Knock him off. Although the other one was pretty doggone Pretty himself. damn
1: good. <laughs> I am about to say, he's pretty good. And he but...
2: dominates that defensive line. He does. But this guy dominates the front seven. Can play him anywhere on the front seven. I never saw Aaron Donald go up and, and guard Schultz, even though he probably could have. Uh, I'm Schultz guessing knee. he do whatever he wants No, doing. But I'm saying, this guy is actually more versatile than Aaron Donald right now. Mm. Amber, what you got?
3: Nobody can stop us.
2: Oh
1: gosh! Oh gosh!
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> oh that Week Six Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles oh somewhere? <gosh>.
1: <laughs> no, this is way off the tracks now. <laughs>
3: way off the tracks. I'm I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, yes, defense. It's just it's so impressive mm-hmm. the what the score ends up being like, and you see the points that they have allowed, and you know we sit here and we kind of. We we'll always give them credit to the defense, but when we're analyzing the next opponent, you know, we we, we talk about the run defense, and we talk about you know people on social media want to point out the plays that uh, Trevon Diggs does give up and things like that. And I'm like, okay, what's the end result of what they're giving you? I'll take that all day long. So it's just it's if it's freaking great because I haven't been here with the defense that plays the way that they're playing. We got a little taste of that. Uh, last year well a pretty decent taste last year but the way they're playing this year and under another year with dan quinn and what he's doing with all their player and again it's just it's the fact that it's not just one player it's not one player it's all of them making plays week after week you get different guys standing out so that's what's more impressive to me and more amazing and fun to watch all the time
4: this team got 10 first downs for the day they haven't won a game since, uh, I think it was November 1st of 1970 was the last time they did that. Only I wasn't g- alive. Yeah, they only Damn. got that, that day. Wow. That and day you're get,
3: old. That day against the <laughs>
4: Philadelphia Eagles, they yeah. got only 10 first downs or less and won a game. That's the last time that it has happened here. Um, your off- your defensive lines are really, really good. I mean, the, the, the defensive analysis here is very good. This offense isn't turning over the football. And you would think with your backup quarterback that that could be a problem. And they're really doing a very good job of not giving opponents the short fields and things like that with the turnovers. They, they realize, the offense realizes that they really are good defensively. They run the ball effectively. I When we get to who's your player of the game, I got my guy in mind uh, for the Cowboys. And it's not a defensive player. But but they're doing a great job of of just saying, you know what, we're good enough on special teams, we're good enough uh, playing defense, and if we don't F it up on offense, we're going to be okay in these things. And that's how they've managed to do this. And to Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, Cooper Rush, you know, I mean, Cooper Rush along the way made some really good throws and had some bad drops. Some real, I mean, if you, if you go back and you look at the, the Lamb drop on third down, mm-hmm. you know, you know the, the the Michael Gallup drop. I mean, he put the ball where it needed to be. But this guy is refusing. Even when he gets sacked or gets hit, he's holding on to the ball. He's not forcing it into some spots. And that's where I think that this team is is benefiting the most. That now there's going to come a point in time where you're going to have to move the ball and you're going to have to be able to be able to sustain drives because your guys are starting to get nicked up a little bit. Your yep. best players starting to get nicked up. And, you know, so to put it all on them, I don't think you could do that right now. But, man, this offense is doing a good job of protecting that football.
1: Let's talk about Cooper Rush. He was 10 of 16, 62% completion rate, uh, 102 yards pass. Not a great day on the, if you look at the just numbers. the raw numbers yeah. of that. Uh, he had a um, um, three, he was sacked three times, had right. an 80.7 rating. Um, overall, Brian, you gave us your opinion. Yeah. Amber and Nick, I'd love to hear from you. What were your What was your assessment of Cooper Rush
2: and what he was able to do yesterday? It doesn't doesn't f it up. I mean, that's that's what it is. That's what I mean. Brian is saying. I mean, he it he didn't he didn't do a lot. He didn't have to do a lot. And that's that's the key. I mean, and that's that's the argument that you know, old well, Dak can do this and all that. And, Dak, and, and of course, Dak could do, could could. He can do this, you know. That's that's what he he can easily go out and run an offense like that. I thought I thought Rush played a lot better than his stats show. Yeah, um, I, the, you're right about those throws. You know, in the second half now. But I will say this: the offensive line they 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 did their job. They really did. They they it was a it was tough sledding out there, but man, for them to keep running it the way they did yeah. and protected him, um, you know. I th- you, you're dealing with a guy in Aaron Donald who moves all around, but I thought all of them had had moments of playing really well. And 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 like Brian said about Rush, he doesn't fumble, he doesn't throw the picks. He tries sometimes to throw yeah. that interception <laughs> ball. Just nobody wants it, but he's um, had some of those in almost every game where yeah. it just doesn't happen. End up first half, out. I didn't think he was it was as good. He missed some throws there. Second half, though, everything was pretty much on the money. That ball to, to gallop down the sideline. I mean, th- yeah. that was a beautiful throw. Now, of course, the, the catch, catch was, amazing, was amazing. But but he 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 throws the ball really well down. I, I just thought you know they're not asking him to do a lot. You don't have to do a lot, and he's doing just enough.
3: Yeah, he's doing a great job so far as a backup quarterback. And, I mean, there's a reason why he's a backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. So he's doing what you need him to do to kind of keep this team afloat and the offense moving. But I'm at the point where now I'm like, okay, I'm ready to see Dak back in the team. I'm ready to see what he can do with this offense, get more points, because we're at that spot where, okay, yes, great for the defense to be playing the way that they are, but now we need the offense to do a little something more for the the defense. So, I'm, I'm ready. I'm past the whole thought. You know, I was kind of entertaining in my head Nick's thought a few weeks ago of like, I'm sticking with the guy who's winning. Well, now I'm past that and I'm ready to That's see. the way he says it. Yeah, this okay. sounds <laughs> like, oh yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I- I'm ready to have Dak back on this because it makes me wonder okay, how much more can they score? And we know Dak, uh, I-, I don't think his level of playing is completely. <sighs> like i don't think he that game was a good reflection of what he really is the the first game of the season so uh, i can't wait to see him back and i'm i'm wondering when that's going to be uh, if we'll see if he has a full practice this week but i would imagine we're kind of getting to that point where he's going to be back in the action
4: yeah, go ahead, Bar. No, I just, yeah, I think Ambar and Nick both are right about that. I, you know, the thing with the thing with Dak in and, and this week will be, it, I think if Dak had thrown the ball last week or we'd heard about, you know, practices, you guys live in this building, you live with the players, you understand all this, you start to hear whispers, oh, I had a good week throwing the ball, somebody to walk up to you. That just hasn't been the case. The fact that he has another... Uh, visit with the doctor on a Tuesday and not on a Monday, you know, kind of because maybe it's an off day and stuff like that. I think we're probably another week away. You know, I I just haven't heard that for sure. But I wasn't hearing anything like, man, last week he threw the ball. Well, I think he's going to need more than just the normal practices this week in order to get ready for this game.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the part that if you look at at what Cooper Rush did this, this last game, Um, I'm not sure that will be enough against Philadelphia because I think Philadelphia has a better. I don't think their receivers are better than that receiver that you you saw yesterday. But I think as an offense, I think they're a better offense. Um, and I do think this will be a game where you may need a little bit more than what you were able to get yesterday. And I'm a little concerned about that part of whether Cooper can really step up this offense, get this offense to operate a l- little bit better. Like the running game was good, but you need the passing game to give you some of that, too, when you're playing a better offense that also has a good defense, by the way.
3: What's what's the highest uh, uh, scale? I'm trying to think how many touchdowns we've scored. Like, what has been the most in one game? Not two. field goals or yeah, anything. Two, two touchdowns, yeah. and that was yeah. Yeah. two
2: for the uh, two against the Bengals and two against the Giants. The I highest think. points they've had offensively
1: have been 25 in a game, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. yeah, that that would be. I would. I know Dak's average was was high last, higher than that for sure. Now, part of that was you got to. And I don't know if you want to take stuff out, but you want to start looking at it. you can You can make the argument that some of those games against the NFC East, particularly that last game where they scored just, what was it, 51 like points they or whatever. Caught,
4: they caught the, they yeah. caught the Commanders for 50, and they yeah. caught the Eagles And for the 50. Eagles
1: didn't play most of their yeah. guys for that yeah. game. So I, that kind of game, Like if you want to take that out, you can. But fact of the matter is, mm-hmm. Dak, throughout his career and certainly last year, was averaging more than, than what they're averaging right now offensively as far as points. I do believe their offense gets better with Dak. Yeah. Um, and so that being said, like, it's just a matter of you're doing what you need to do. You, I think you put it perfectly, Amber. He As a backup quarterback, he's doing what a backup quarterback should do. A really good backup quarterback should be able to find a way to just give you enough so you don't lose in those games where you're just trying to maintain without your starter. And I think that's what he's doing right now.
2: Yeah, I thought one thing that really helped them was on first down, the Cowboys did a nice job running the football. And they aver- i just looked this up. They averaged seven point eight yards a pop on first down, Woo! running the ball. That's big. Yeah, now they had a big run in there, but with Pollard. But yeah. but that was that was and that that play was absolutely well blocked. Yeah. I mean, by everybody. Everybody across the line did a good job down the field too. Down the field, yeah. yeah. I mean, Hendershot and yeah. Fajoco down yeah. there blocking. And and that's another thing. When Fajoco's in the game, like. It's probably going to be a run. I mean, that that's what they, they typically show. <laughs> He's that. taking
4: over the Noah Brown rule. Right, yeah. right. Like, oh, here so comes So maybe the run. five
1: years from now, he will be actually
4: pretty
2: good. Yeah. Coaching. Yeah.
4: This, you know, we, we talked about it last week on the show. The way to attack this Ram defense was to run the football at them. That, yeah. that you know, they, they want to get upfield and all that. And I think the Cowboys did a good job overall of getting hat on hat and then making some very physical runs in this game.
1: So let's talk about that running game a little bit more. Um, Zeke was 22, uh, carries for 78 yards, a 3.5 average. At one point, it seemed like he was, every time he touched the ball, it was five yards. Uh, it just seemed like he was just mm. bulldozing his way to five yards. Pollard had eight for 86, 10.8 uh, average with the big 57-yard TD. He is the home run hitter and very, very adept at that role for this team. That all being said, with a great defense and efficient running game, do you think Dallas really can
4: match up with any team in the NFL? Match up?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, because what they can do is, if they can get you in a situation where you have where you're, where you're you're say you have a negative play, you know, and and you're now you're second and twelve or you know you're second and ten, because they can now you know teams not all teams are willing to run the ball on second and ten, mm-hmm. you know, because Dallas is going to get you in that situation and they're going to come after you, so yeah, they can play against anybody by by if they keep you I was worried about this game where the Rams would stay with ahead of the chains, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't get penalized. And then you had a crew, Bill Vinovich's crew doesn't call a lot of penalties. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, how do you get how do you get the Rams into some negative yardage situations? And the Cowboys did a great job of choking the run. They had some tackles for losses and stuff like that. So yeah, as long as the running game doesn't have an effect in a positive way, Dallas could beat anybody in this league.
3: And, you know, I'm coming to the realization of like, OK, we don't need splashy, flashy plays from the running game all the time. Kind of how, you know, back to when Zeke got here, I've, I think I still have that in my head of like, OK, this running game can possibly look like that again. But take out Tony Pollard's run, the long one to, for the touchdown. The running game, it's like, OK, it can't work the way it it went down like them running the ball in that way not necessarily us or I should speak for myself but me expecting okay when when is it going to happen that Zeke is going to have that flashy play where you you keep expecting them to run for over Five more yards if yeah. that's the average, you know? And it's like, okay, this can work and it can create that balance that we keep talking about between the running game and the passing game. So I think I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, this this running game can be effective with Zeke and Tony Pollard. Obviously, Tony Pollard kind of gives you more uh speed in that way of him being able to skate. But for him to do that, you also need a guy like Zeke doing what he's doing as well. So it's just um um Bearing the thought of like my expectations and realizing that this this is okay enough and you add the a pretty nice passing game with Dak Prescott coming back, expecting that, mm-hmm. I think it can it can work really well balanced out that way.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people have to remember too, when you get Dak back, whatever point that comes, hopefully you still got Michael Gallup in the lineup. And as we saw yesterday, he is a big play type receiver mm-hmm. that they didn't have the benefit of in week one. You add him to CD Lamb. You got Noah Brown, kind of adding a little bit into that mix. I think you got a good enough wide receiver crew to where you can, if you're just averaging, let's say you're averaging 20 points without Dak, I think you can push that average up to about a touchdown more
5: yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Dak
1: and and these uh, uh, these receivers that he didn't have on week one. The so. last two weeks, Dalton Schultz hadn't been a factor either. Exactly. Yeah. So I think there's some. Op- I think there's plenty of reason to believe this offense will be. Uh, much more effective and efficient in the passing game once Dak is back. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about the offensive line, particularly Tyler Smith. He has had a phenomenal start to his rookie year. Yesterday, he got a welcome-to-the-NFL moment mm-hmm. or a few of those moments. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United, Egg and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for bailing, United Ag and Turf for winning.
5: it's not complicated 5g requires compatible plan and device 5g may not be available in your area see att.com slash 5g for you for details Little sweet, did you get to work on time yeah but i just realized it's sunday little sweet says head on home yeah. dr pepper is on its way so sweet you Baby there's nothing better. I bet you probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah! And I don't even know what that
6: is. It's a non-fungible token. Done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future.
2: Book an appointment at your local SLR experts. Find the perfect SLR lens for you. See more, do more, SLR.
1: Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios. At the start of the segment brought to you by blockchain.com. Let's talk about Tyler Smith. Um, As I said before the the, the break, he's really had, I I think, one of the best – opening quarters of the season of anybody on the team he's been really impressive especially when you put it in the context of he is a rookie making his first start and didn't even do this playing left tackle most of the time that he's been with the Cowboys during the offseason that being said yesterday he faces what Nick thinks is the second best defensive player in the league uh in Aaron Donald and uh <laughs> and you gotta stick with that um uh, and and Aaron Donald cover the Rams
2: and I don't have to go in the locker room, <laughs> the Rams'
1: locker room. But you talked to you talked to Tyler Smith after the game. What was his demeanor? Because it was a game where, I mean, he had two two yeah. situations where he kind of let Donald buy. Donald forced a fumble. He had two holding calls. I right. think it was against Donald. It was a tough day for him. What was his demeanor yep. like after the game? Uh,
2: he, a guy that that just went, you know, got a lesson, you know, and, but but he understood, and he and you know, I think he's excited about learning from it. I think he's going to be really good because mentally, he doesn't get down on himself. And he's and he's uh, he takes coaching. The guy that coached him the, the most yesterday was Jason Peters. Mm-hmm. Jason Peters off to the side helped him. And of course, he's got a rib injury. We'll see how how long that's going to be. But I thought he you know he understood what he was doing wrong. He had a guy he could kind of lean on, on. The sideline came back. I thought he cleaned it up a little bit. And let's not forget, and I put this as one of my five plays. Gives up a sack, gets a holding penalty, which he obviously wasn't holding very well because his guy got a sack quarterback fumbles, he recovers that fumble. That could have been a huge, huge change there for the Rams. So I thought that was big. Yeah, we were talking to him last
1: night, he said, Yeah, the least I could do in that situation is get the ball. <laughs> at least I got the ball. Said, I the ball. He's like at least I could get the ball. And I you're right, I, I love his his demeanor, the way he approaches it. Like there are a lot of guys that can get really down on themselves. And it's easy when you got everybody telling you, you know, how bad you did and you saw how bad you did. Like it, you can get down on yourself, but it sounded to me like he's the kind of guy that has the right kind of mentality.
4: Yeah, and he can watch the All 22, and he probably did on the way home, and he could watch an All Pro Hall of Fame yep. right guard have struggles with him, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for Zach Martin in that game. The guy that played him the absolute best was Connor McGovern. Yep. Connor McGovern, it, it's crazy to say that a guy that's not really the best athlete, but kind of a mauler, brawler kind of guy, gives him the most problems. And that's the thing about it was there were a couple of times the long run, we mentioned the scoop blocks were really, really good. But when it came down to just him having to deal with with Donald's quickness, he kind of powered him and then it got him kind of off balance. But you you watch, like I say, it it, it wasn't, you know, I, I felt like that Tyler Smith got better as the game went on mm-hmm. when that matchup kind of came his way. It's the first two, it was like, the very first snap he had against him was the, you know, ah oh, damn moment. You yeah. know the, that that was. <laughs> oh, he's it. as good as And then the it. second yeah. one was another oh damn moment. Yeah. But after that, it was kind of like oh okay. But you can watch Aaron Donald walk Zach Martin back into Cooper mm, Rush first as, throw, he, right? as he's trying to throw the ball over to C.D. Lamb, you know, and, and it's short hops. That was
2: his first pass, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah,
4: you could see Martin really struggling to even sit down on him. And Connor McGovern was kind of a, you know, fighting him and knocking him around a little bit. And I, I thought that if you ask me for, you know, you're going to say player of the game, Parsons and this and that, Give me what Connor McGovern was able to do against a guy that is just an absolute pain in the ass to deal with when, on that inside uh, inside rush.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's pretty impressive. And and going back to Taylor Smith, I remember when those couple of plays happened. I was in the press box, being like, okay, well, <laughs> there we go. Donald found his spot, and he's gonna go at him every every snap. And it it didn't really go down that way. Didn't
4: materialize that way. They kept consistent they kept- with how they move him. And it's, mm-hmm. and they started the and they started the game. The first five or six snaps were against Zach Martin. Yeah. And then finally they moved him over. And then they started playing him on the shoulder of Connor McGovern. And Connor McGovern's eyes got really, really <laughs> big. And then he was battling him over there. But when they had to run the ball and and it was those two guys handling those guys over there, they were up to the task. that that, that those first two snaps for for Tyler Smith were like oh, jeez, my life is about to become a living hell. And they moved him away, and he kind of like, okay, I can catch a break now. Catch a breath here.
2: Well, so yeah. That, when I talked to Zach after the game, he mentioned that. He said they do a good job of moving Donald around, yeah. but they don't want to keep him on the outside. And I even tweeted that, too, because I said, well, they use that to your advantage. If you're going to just go up against Tyler Smith all yeah. day on the left side, we're just going to run over here. Yeah, like, yeah. we're just going to run. I mean, yeah. and, and you you can't have your best player always on the side. That's why Micah Parsons moves yeah. around like mm-hmm. that too. And so, you know, I, I thought I thought that was that was bad for Tyler for a little bit, but he did settle down, and then the other guys got got you know hat on a hat on him too. Yeah.
4: yeah, everybody did a good job when it, it, it that those first two were just yeah you close your eyes and you know you, when you go back and you know maybe you know five six years from now Tyler Smith will go hey what was it like to play against Aaron Donald. Oh let me tell you man that you know and then he'll have that moment where he can recall but you know he, he I mean, once those two plays went away they did a much better job of dealing with
2: it I bet you Larry Allen Won more battles against Reggie White in his career, but I, I can promise you his rookie year, mm-hmm. Reggie White threw him. The hump yep. move, yeah, he threw yep. him like 10, 15 yards this way. Um, Larry probably won a lot more uh, as the time time went on, but but, uh, well, but you know you have your moments like that.
4: It's funny you say that. The guy that gave Larry Allen, or excuse me, gave Reggie White the most problems was Eric Williams, who's a uh-huh. mauler, brawler type just of a, a guy, bouncer, just a just to a fight. tough guy, hitching yeah. the throat, poking the eye. <laughs> Hitch in the lower area, you know, that kind of guy. Yeah, the, you look at in the groin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you look at uh, at at Tyron Another Smith injury, right? during his rookie year. You yeah. remember how DeMarcus was kind of treating him like that and it was, you know, that that's just the nature of it when you're young and you're coming in, you have to deal with some of these guys that are vets and heading toward the Hall of Fame. Like it's going to be a challenge.
2: Ware and Tyron.
1: That's yeah, all summer. I say Tyler? I said no, Tyron. Okay. I was meaning Tyron.
2: Okay, well, yeah. in my mind, I was always thinking too of Tyron and Tank. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, yeah. you know, he threw tank around and broke his foot for right. 10 weeks. Yeah. And know? that's
1: just the nature of it. You are coming in the league, you gotta deal with these vets. Like you find out this is a grown man league. Mm-hmm. These are grown men that have been doing this and know how to do it really well. And you gotta get catch up to it. And that's why I think the demeanor is so important. How and that's why I asked you right. that question, because how how Tyler's demeanor is will be will dictate probably how successful you can be when you have to face those kind of moments and how you re- rebound sure. from those. I want to say go. Ahead. I was
3: going to say again, this is another week that uh, of another example of the players that we talk about that are very very talented around the NFL that at the end of the game like they didn't completely dominate you or kill you. So
4: you live to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yes, you didn't have we to, are here. You
4: didn't have to <laughs> drop back, you know, save the equipment, dig a ditch. You know, you didn't have to do that. You, you managed You actually survive. You, you walk survive. Off the, you're, But you're thinking, I never want to play against that guy again. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But, but you live to tell about at it.
3: Unless you're walking on your own two legs, yeah, on yeah. your way to the buses yeah. and everything. So, it, it, yeah, it, grab it's just, your
4: sandwich, get on the bus, and go for it. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's still, again, impressive. Impressive uh. that they they just haven't killed them completely.
1: I do want to stick with the offensive line and talk about somebody we haven't talked about in weeks, and that's probably a good thing. But what did you guys think of Terrence Steele's play? Because I, I just honestly, I'm not yeah. noticing him, which is a great thing for a tackle mm-hmm. if you're not really noticing him.
4: I'm the, I'm the, the folk on the, the panel here that probably has the biggest problem with him, and he is, I think he's a much better run blocker than he's a pass blocker because mm-hmm. there's things that happen to him too. His technique gets broken down as well but when you watch him the last several weeks he has not been the reason why you've struggled in pass protection or in run block. I mean, he's he's done a really good job and I kind of felt like that that with with uh, Cooper Rush playing quarterback, the little bit of lack of mobility that there would be more mm-hmm. issues there that he would get driven back. He's played with a little bit more power than I thought he could play with. And so, yeah, the the, the when he when he run blocks, he's really good when the ball goes away. And he's athletic enough to make that cutoff or the reach block on the outside. These young tight ends are helping him too with some of the blocks at the point of attack. So, yeah, I I I can't you know I can't complain about him. And and, I, and he he was, I wasn't concerned about left guard or left tackle. I was concerned about the right tackle, mm-hmm. but he's playing a lot better than I believed he could. So good for him and give Joe Philbin a credit for getting that done.
3: Yeah, you're not gonna penalty <laughs> penalty call yeah. penalty calls. You're not. um He's not really allowing sack, sack. So to your point, Derek it's one of those that you don't really notice. Out of but then side, that's out a good. Market, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a good thing. Like no problem. Keep doing you, and you know as long as we don't keep seeing his name being called in a penalty hole or something like that, then keep at it.
1: Yeah, I was, it's interesting because you look at this, at, at what Philman has done since he got here, and I know he's taken some criticism at times, but, man, he has developed some guys that on a lot of teams probably are guys that run in yeah. the door. You keep them for a couple of years, and you eventually let them go. And you think about Terrence Steele now starting, McGovern now starting. As you said, like McGovern's getting to the point where he's getting really good at guard. He held off Tyler Smith yeah. throughout the entire mm-hmm. camp, and he's getting to a point where I think he is, he, he is making a case – whether it's going to be here or somewhere else, he's going to be a starter in this league at golf. Yeah,
4: it wasn't pretty for him against the commanders, but it wasn't pretty for many of those guys inside against that crew. Yeah. And, and but, they'll have a chance another, again this week. Yeah, they played this, some pretty good guys. Exactly. And that's the thing about it is sometimes those mauler-brawler guys, it just takes them a little bit of time to kind of get back in the flow of being that type of a mauler-brawler guy.
1: Yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break, come back. We're going to flip over to the defensive side of the ball, man. There's so much to talk about there. We'll do that when we come right back, DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for bailing, United Ag and Turf
5: fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet! (laughs) baby there's nothing better. I bet you probably done something that deserves a doctor pepper. Did you invest? invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah. And I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token.
6: That deserves Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future.
2: Back to the break. Limited tickets for the remaining home games of the 2022 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available now. Visit dallascowboys.com/tickets or seatgeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Final
1: segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Thank you guys for joining us and uh now it's time to talk about the defense. This defense is remarkable. Check out some of the numbers from yesterday. Here's the most important part to me. They stopped the run, which they had not been doing in a lot of their games earlier this season. They only allowed 38 yards on 15 attempts, a 2.5 average. I do think the Rams probably gave up on their run a little bit early. I probably would have stuck with it a little bit more, see if I could pop one. But they did not, and so credit the Cowboys' defense. Uh, They only allowed 10 points. Uh, This is the first time since 1972 that the Cowboys have allowed under 20 points in the first five games of the season. That goes back to my birth year that they Mm. have done that. That is amazing. This defense is doing some really remarkable things. Five sacks, 11 quarterback hits. Uh, They had three turnovers yesterday, which is something that hadn't really been a part of their game this year. Mm. Last year was a big part of their defense. Wasn't something you would think is sustainable year over year, uh, and they're doing it a different way this year. But yesterday they did get those turnovers. That all being said, talk to me about some of the standout players yesterday. Uh, Who stood out most to you? Uh, yesterday on the defensive side of the ball and there are a lot of answers to this
3: you know i wanted to mention doran's armstrong i think the job that he's doing and what he's doing with all the opportunities that he's been given since randy gregory's departure has been incredible but yeah bye um <laughs> bye but uh yeah, he's a guy that, you know, when he came in, he showed some talent initially when he first got here. And I remember Demarcus Lawrence, he actually kind of took him under his wing and was kind of mentoring him along the way. And there was a point there where I was just like, hmm, I wonder what Demarcus sees in him because I respect Demarcus a lot. And uh, and at that point, Demarcus was pretty hot in his game. So it just... I knew there was a reason because nobody just randomly takes you under your wing if they don't see something in you. So, again, I love the way – I love the fact that the Cowboys have stuck with him and because I think he's a guy that could have easily been gone already, and he, he hasn't, and he's taking advantage. So it's just impressive what he's doing on the defense and what he's doing on special teams. It's incredible. So I applaud him, and I think he's doing an amazing job.
2: Yeah. For me, the guy—I mean, um, other than of course Micah—but uh, the guy that I thought played a great game, maybe the best of his career, was uh, Osa Odigizua. Mm-hmm. I thought he—he he was, you know, he was the was UCLA guy, so he's playing back home again, or, or at least you know, college area. Um, and he—he he was a menace in the backfield. I mean, he—he he had like four uh, quarterback hits and a couple tackles for loss and a sack. led the team in pressures, I yeah, think it was seven. Yeah. So. Good job for Osa odig <laughs> hai Always got to say
4: it, that way you know how to spell I it. Know right? to spell
2: it. Yeah, I know how to spell it. odig hai Yeah.
4: You got that right. Um, this was a really, really good game for Sam Williams. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And yep. Sam Williams was thrown into action extensively when Micah started getting hurt, mm-hmm. when Micah was starting to come up a little bit uh, limpy. And, uh, you know, and, and so that... In itself, you had to have somebody that was going to pick up the pick up the rush, work on the twists, do those types of things. You know, you gotta have somebody. Micah's this guy that's always attacking. Sam Williams took it upon himself to be the attacker. He he went after it and in this game. And and I, I was really I was impressed by the way that he was able to play and how physical and they stand him up. Like, you know, Micah stands up and rushes. Sometimes Sam puts his hand down, but this time they took Sam and stood him up and played him in that role, and he really did a nice job doing that. I'm going to give you another guy, too, when you get to watch the All-22, and he's not going to show up on the stat sheet. Carlos Watkins played a really, really mm-hmm. good football game for you there, too. And he was one of those guys they elevated off the uh, practice squad, and he went in there in defensive tackle, and I'll tell you what, he was, when it came to defending the run – when it came to some of the pressure that he was able to get, the push mm-hmm. they were able to get in the pocket, the twist game stuff he was really, really good at. Again, he's not going to show up in your box score, but when you watch the tape, it's very much that that ah, there he is, there he is again, trying to tip balls, going up, you know, helping, you know, taking blockers with him is so the linebackers can flow and go get the go get the ball. I mean, him and Sam Williams were the two guys that really, to me, kind of jumped out. that's like, oh, okay. And this is why they're winning these games with defense because it's not all about Parsons and Diggs mm-hmm. and, and Van Der Esch and these guys. It's, it's guys that are filling in that are having to play because Quentin Bohan is not active. Yeah, you know, right. That's what this team has done. It's taking backup players and finding ways to win football games. Talk to me about... um, Can I add something
3: real quick? Brian, when you mentioned Sam Williams and something that I feel like I've noticed, and we've talked about him being kind of, his game being a little too reckless at times and him needing to clean. I feel that this past couple of games, especially this last one, that's something that I've seen, like, incredible growth and improvement in. I don't know if there's something specific that you were able to see from him and his game in the way that he's quickly been able to kind of show some growth in that aspect of things.
4: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where the coaches probably got with him and said, we're not going to play if we can't trust you. You you know, you can't get stupid penalties. You can't get roughing the passer or a personal foul or lining up off sides or anything like that. If you want to play, you've got to do it the way we're going to to teach you. Yesterday, they threw him again in the deep end of the pool and said, go swim. You know, you're either going to drown or swim. Mm-hmm and you know that's just the trust you know when you when you get when you you know how it is when when people trust you to do the job you do a better job of it when you're when you don't feel that way when you don't feel like that now nah, they don't care and then you're you're sloppy with the way you perform i think he was sloppy i think there was things at, at mississippi that he was just such a naturally good player that they just kind of let it go here you got to play within the scheme You can't get stupid penalties, and if we ask you to rush the passer or run on the pick, you got to set the pick and get somebody else home. And I think that that's where he's kind of learning along the way is that watching these guys play. Watch DeMarcus Lawrence in your All-22 on the tackle he makes on the third down, and I think it's third and 18, and they they throw the ball on a screen. and He comes all the way from the defensive end spot, all the way to make the tackle with it's close it's going to be a near if he didn't make the tackle it's a first down but he runs basically 15 yards to make mm-hmm. the tackle that shows up on film so if you're Sam Williams you're like going god dang look what mm-hmm. look what Tank did there
2: and and he had a play like that too where yeah. where he rushed to the passer and, and then and went back out and did, and, yeah. and did a nice Same job way. that yeah. way so yeah i mean and, and also he's He's just a few inches away from from probably making this game an absolute blowout. Now, this was one-sided, I thought, for the most part. But give the Rams credit for – I mean, that was a risky move on a fake punt right yeah, down was. there like that. They're down 19 to 10 – or 16 to 10. And Sam Williams saw it and and just – Tried to peel back. Just it, didn't it, get his hand it, up. And if he oh, would have moved it over okay, yeah. and, and, and yeah. bats it down yeah. – yeah. Then they get the ball to twenty-five yard line, maybe another field goal, going in, you know, to the locker room, and then I think the game would have been an absolute blowout. So, my guy Jody Camillas, Camillus, you know, he, he I saw him before the game, and you know, he he said, "Man, we're just trying to, we're just." He, he call you. To.
4: Joe S, the Rag Man. No,
2: we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about that, and and you know, a JFA, you know, it was messing around. Joe,
4: Joe had the
2: best. He he, he was yeah. He he would ever be able to teach Sunday school, but yeah. Um, but
3: you
2: know, Let's go ahead and it. but no, he's he's not ever going to change. But he's one of my favorite um, people ever in the NFL. Just just a real good dude, and, and still doing it, man. Still doing it for the Rams. I remember,
4: yeah. I remember when I was working in the league that that Joe when he was with the Broncos and mm-hmm. then he was with the Giants and the Falcons sure. and stuff but you had he had one of the longest reels of fake trick plays mm-hmm. yeah he had all the trick plays so if you wanted to ever study hey what are teams doing trick just here go get Joe D Camillus's mm-hmm. trick plays and you could you could pick up them you could get them all yeah I mean he's that kind of guy
1: talk to me about uh Trayvon Diggs because yesterday of the 10 points he was involved in in both of those two scoring drives, gave up the one yeah. long touchdown to Cooper
2: Cup and then gave up the big, big yeah. play to
1: Atwell that got them into field goal. Range.
2: I thought he played a really good game, honestly. Go, go, space go back, well. and, yeah, he go did, back yeah. and look at it. Well, yeah. Uh, you can this is a glass half full or empty type of situation. He gave up all of your points. He's the he's one of he is the reason that you gave up ten points. He's the reason you gave up ten points. Yeah. So which way is it? I mean, I I thought he. I mean, going up against Cooper Cup, the guy makes a great catch. Great
1: catch. By the way, that's Cooper Cup. Yeah. In my opinion, the best receiver in the league, maybe top. Three, but
2: yeah. definitely up there. I yeah. thought he probably thought there was going to be some safety help on that deep throw. Yeah. He's still there. I mean, like, I uh, – But
3: it's not like one of those situations where we've seen in the past with other players that it's like, dude, what are you doing there? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. the ball is over there. Like, right, like in He's all there. those plays – Trevon Diggs is like right there, so it's yeah. it's not like he's all the way on the other side figuring out where I'm. And where it's, want, and where it's not
2: I? a it, no offense, but it's not a Cheeto thing because Cheeto yeah. was always there and they were always catching it. Like he, yeah. but but he he knocks it down. He's he's got what ten pa, pa, uh, PBU's more than the Packers as a team. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he
1: he leads the NFL in PBUs. Yeah, yeah, so he's, he's there. Yeah, he has, I think it's ninety, but he leads. The lead. He tackled yeah. okay yesterday. He, he did yeah. in space.
4: He was yeah. really good. Hooker turned the wrong way on the Atwell ball. Hooker's yeah. reading it, and he's they're going to get a crosser, and he turns, and then he turns back the other way, which slowed him down. But perfect ball. I mean, seriously, that was a good throw. It, it was a great throw yeah. to make the play on the the Cooper Cup one. They're playing what they call man free, so mm-hmm. everybody's underneath has got it. And again. Yeah, all of a sudden now you got guys that are getting blocked because you got all these guys running routes that are playing man coverage. Free safety again, really no help with the tackle. And let's you. also
1: be clear, too. One of the hardest things to do as a cornerback in the NFL it's carry is routes. Co- carry a, ca- a crosser. From a, from a receiver that can really run, yeah, like Cooper Cup running across the middle and you're in man coverage. That is a hard,
2: hard yeah. thing to do. So, so they give up the touchdown. Cooper Cup, nine thirty-three to go in the second quarter. Yeah. Don't score another point the rest of the day. They get inside the Cowboys' 50, uh, Cowboys field position, yeah. you know, in, on their side of the 50 four times. And never score. That that is, that another, is amazing. Bad amazing, yeah. another bad Man, punt. another
1: bad punt. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that because I want to talk about all the special teams because yesterday there were lots of special teams issues. So we're gonna talk about that tomorrow. I think I that's mean, a much bigger.
2: Careful, yeah? they blocked a punt. They did. They did. I mean, and that was set up got, well too. That's also, where, that's also yeah. where you
1: want to put it in yeah. context. But but there are some bad little things or... that you saw yesterday that could be like. That'll be the question for you guys: Is how concerned are you with those things you saw?
2: I'll say this C.J. though too: Goodwin. I don't know the other guys around the league. All that I don't know everyone's gunner depth chart, but I guarantee there's not two better ones on the team than what the Cowboys oh, we're have right ta- now. We're going to talk about the way that they line those guys no? up yesterday too.
4: Man, I, I, I'm, I'm about ready to, I'm about ready to replace one of them, CJ. Yeah. Why, man? I don't think the guy's got the awareness. He went
2: right by that guy. Oh, on that punt! Well, yeah. I don't think he's thinking that my that my Pro Bowl punter is going to shank it twenty two yards. Yeah, I don't it's think like there's like no he, way. He
1: didn't think the ball was going to be where it was. So he I don't told did.
2: He, he he told me that the guy before the, the play before set him up because yeah. you know before the guy faked it out like it was coming up and the ball yeah. rolled into the end zone. Yeah. So he was thinking that was what was happening, yeah, but in reality, like, Joseph, but you also
4: don't think your punter's going to throw <laughs> punt it like yeah. that. Like that was Kelvin that was Joseph did a nice job for you though. He really is. All he right,
1: we're gonna we're gonna end the show on that. But tomorrow we are gonna to pick that up. I have a lots of questions for you guys on this special teams. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, for Nick Eadman, Brian Broadis, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production
0: of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!